Hello world, what's happening? This is number four of our cult cast. Hi Megan. Hi Sean. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's really hot out. It's it really hot in our office right How now. How hot is it? It's so hot I have no pants on. That's true. But no one can see me so it's fine. And I I'm can. at home. <laughs> Sorry if I distract you. Um, anyway, Ooh. this episode we talked to a very special person. Uh, somebody that we met a long, long time ago. Like, like at the very beginning of this Very whole thing. beginning. Had we even a, started Cult Nation yet? We had the name Cult Nation, but we hadn't started it. We went. We hadn't started the blog. For sure. Basically, just a little tangent. We. It was like the embryonic stage of cult, cult nation. We were, went to hang out with our homie TJ, aka King Dude, like in Santa Monica at this weird hotel, actually. And we're hanging out, and then he's like, "Yo, you guys gotta chill and like meet like my homie Chelsea." And we're like, "I right, bet." And we like met her. She was so awesome. Megs, I think, was like eight months, nine months pregnant. She was like sort of pissed that she couldn't drink and I was getting drunk so she was annoyed but that's <laughs> all another story, that was like the whole story but anyway Chelsea from that day has been the most gracious generous kind passionate cool person that one of the cool people we've met in the industry it's true Chelsea it's true. Wolf that Chelsea is, Wolf not just other oh sorry we've sorry. met a lot of cool Chelsea's that's like, true shout out to all the Chelsea's we know but we're talking about Chelsea Wolf because we interviewed her. This yeah, episode. we interviewed her, and it was cool to get a chance to talk to her because a lot of the time when she's in town, she's on like a whirlwind tour, and it's loud. Yeah, it's just yeah. hard to like have a quality discussion. So it was cool to do that. Um, talked to her recently, uh, and she has a new album coming out, which is amazing. It's awesome. Totally, they is. just get better and better. It's true. Uh, it's called His Spun, and it's coming out on Sergeant House on September 22nd. Yep. So we talked to her a bit about that, and then about a bunch of just random things. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty awesome interview, and she picked some songs for us, too. She picked songs, and it's pretty cool, because she picked songs from the past, the present, that inspires her past, present, and her future. And just her outlook musically and the way she views life and everything, which is cool. And yeah, just that also just spurned like other conversations that like flowed really cool. And uh, she's performing this year at a, a festival that we'll talk about later. And so is it time? Yeah, let's jump into the interview. Let's do it. All right, cool. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Can you carry 
say we were listening to your new album? Um, no, I didn't hear that. Awesome. Yes, and it's so got... good. <laughs> we love it. Thank you. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, it's pretty rad. We were, like, we got the whole press release for it, and we were um, reading through it, but we kind of wanted to hear in your own words what what inspired you in creating this. Um, I mean, I, I guess I could talk about it in so many different ways, so I'm trying to think of where to start. Um, I mean, the initial thing that made this album come together is I reunited with an old friend of mine, Jess Gowry, who is a really great rock drummer. Um, we used to have a band together like 10 years ago. And yeah, we uh, reunited a couple of years ago and instantly like kind of wanted to make music together again. Um, I definitely wanted to play with her. So I kind of started this side project, um, writing songs with her and, and with Ben from my band as well. And then we asked Troy Van Loon to play guitar on some of the songs and the songs just came together in, in such a way that like, I was like, it would be a shame not to play these live, like just to do it as a side project. So I talked to everyone and everyone was down to kind of make it into the next Chelsea Wolf record. So those are the songs that kind of started this whole project coming together. And then, you know, Jess and Ben and I would jam some more to write more songs for the album. Um, so yeah, like there's the basic story. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. It does, like, we were saying there's definitely, you can hear different influences in it. Like, I thought I could hear kind of a shoegazy influence in there that seemed a bit different. Yeah, I mean, I've never really listened to that much shoegaze, but I definitely had a lot of 90s rock influences on this album. Like, I was kind of, you know, reuniting with Jess also was like, hanging out with the 90s queen again which is <laughs> was totally her and um she just like used to introduce me to a lot of good music and you know so we were listening to a lot of like Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails and Queens of the Stone Age and stuff from that era you know like 90s early 2000s um so I think definitely that became an influence on a few songs yeah definitely I said I was like it sounds kind of like grungy or it's something true, too. it's true yeah, 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 yeah it sounds good it's awesome. I really like it like I like that influence with um I mean it's still it sounds like Chelsea Wolf for sure but like mm-hmm. I definitely could hear something a little more like rock and rolly or something yeah it was good I like yeah, it. for sure. I want I wanted to make a rock album, and it's mm-hmm. like it's obviously like you said, it's not specifically like '90s or grunge or something, but that was definitely an influence. And then you know, there's some songs that I was leaning more towards metal and stuff, so it has like a range, of course. Awesome. That's cool. It's cool the way that you're willing to expand your sound and not to just rehash a certain sound or what people might want to hear on every record and you're willing to change and express yourself in different ways which is pretty awesome yeah well thanks yeah i mean i just kind of like follow the instinct of what's happening as me and different people are writing songs together so this is just kind of what came from that rat is jess gonna tour with you as well yeah sick yeah she, she actually has been for the past um almost two years now oh rad that's rad yeah or maybe it's uh, one year. I don't know. I'm bad with numbers. <laughs> um, d- uh, another thing we wanted to ask you about is uh, you collaborate with a lot of underground artists. And I mean, clearly in your music, but then also um, 
in your like visual presentation, like through your Instagram or um, through like the album clothing. cover for this one. I saw pictures uh, on your Instagram that I think were a part of the shoot. And like, I know, can you tell us a bit like about how you collaborate with different people for like your, you know, the clothing and presentation? I think even photographers and artists that you work with. Like, that's really, like, is that important to you to kind of promote other artists? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just like to work with people I resonate with, you know. Um, I've always been pretty DIY with, like, most of my visual projects. Um, But, you know, then I'll basically just, like, enlist or include artists that I'm really into or people that I trust to work with. So it always remains kind of inherently me but in collaboration with you know all these different minds over the years so it's been really fun I mean like I started out working with my friend Kristen Cooper who's a photographer a lot just because we lived together back in the day and like I would just be kind of her test dummy for photos Mm. and so like we would just kind of experiment with stuff and then when I was starting to like actively play music more it became like press photos or whatever just you know without really thinking too hard about it um so yeah, I guess I've just been lucky as well to have a lot of really talented friends that are into photography and, you know, styling or costume design. So I've been able to collaborate with a lot of them over the years. Um, for this new album specifically, um, since I was recording in Salem with Kurt Ballou, um, I have some rad friends there, Bill Krasafi and Ashley Rose and a few others. And so I definitely wanted to make something happen with them. And the imagery that came out of um, the videos and photos that we're doing ended up becoming the album artwork. That's rad. Yeah, those were yeah. really amazing. Can you talk Thanks. to us? Uh, you also have like, seems like you have like a long-standing uh, collaboration going with Ruben as well with Ruben Sawyer. Yeah, I mean Ben had found his artwork like you know a few years back, and then it turned out at the same time death heaven and Russian circles were also working on emblems with him. So, um, it was kind of cool. Like he just started working with a bunch of rad bands that I know. And, um, yeah, so we had him make an emblem for us and on the next album, Abyss, it was like, let's tailor this a little bit more. So it kind of fits the album. And then again, with, with this new album, it's like, I wanted to create some sort of artwork with him. Um, that was symbolic for this new era and just for the album itself. And yeah, it's it's really cool to work with him because you kind of like start to understand the album more as you're going over all these old symbols and kind of like defining them in your own abstract way. Mm-hmm. That's rad. Yeah, I really like the sigil, the new one he made for you guys. Looks awesome. Cool. Yeah, his stuff is pretty hey, sick. Thanks. <laughs> you guys are so nice. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, we're just being honest. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's funny. Oh, yeah, his like, stuff, I was his thinking... stuff is sick, but yeah. Back to when we first met you in L.A. Uh-huh. with uh-huh. TJ. And yeah, yeah. we were just like, oh, this girl's like, she's so nice. And That's like, true. she was just, you just seemed really rad and like super humble. And then, you know, and then it was like, suddenly we're like, holy crap, it's Chelsea Wolf. Like, this is like a huge person in the underground. Like you're, you know, you do have a cult of personality. But then meeting you, it was almost like you seemed like the opposite of this huge entity you've become. So what does that feel like for you? Like, do you think that's true or like, does I mean, that make I, sense? It makes sense, but I guess I don't see it that way. I don't, I don't feel it that way. Right. 
like I don't I don't know maybe part of it's because I don't live in the city anymore like I moved to a pretty small town in Northern California and before that I was like living in the mountains above LA for a few years so I haven't really lived in a city in a long time so it's like when I'm not on tour it's like I can really go back to just like being a loner weirdo Mm -hmm. and like I I kind of like forget sometimes it's bad because I'm like a tour starts to come up and I'm like wait who like am I this person that can like go get up in front of people and I have to like psych myself up again yeah um but no I mean I guess I've like it's all grown so slowly over the years like I feel like I've been doing this for a long time so um it's been really cool to see the audiences grow but it's felt really kind of like natural in a way too like a lot of just like word of mouth because it's not like I'm on you know covers of magazines or anything like that but it's like I think you know a lot of people have just kind of like shared music with their friends and Mm -hmm. you know and obviously there's been like a lot of websites like you guys and a few others that have been really supportive of me as well which is really cool thanks for that no worries we support music and creative people that we're into and you're one of them and then also it's just too it's like on the real it's like your personality being so humble and so cool makes it to where like we even want to work work with you more and i think who you are innately just like generates more positivity to come your way with the coverage or just even with audiences and the music you create you know so yeah Yeah, i I think that really resonates with your audience like they can feel a genuine creative spirit coming through it's true yeah i mean like i'm just trying to be real with people and have a real experience so it's cool to hear that you know the other side is into that as well you know people like coming to the shows and stuff like that it's like i feel like we we do have a good connection and we can be real with each other which is really rad
So this year you're performing at Psycho Las mm-hmm. Vegas, right? So it's like a crazy bill with all different sorts of like genres on the bill. Are there any acts that you're like excited to see or play alongside? Definitely. I mean, I was really impressed with the lineup for this year. I mean, I think they curate it really well every year. It's, it seems like a really cool fest, so I'm stoked to finally be playing it. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm really stoked to see Neurosis, of course. Um, I got to see them live at Roadburn a couple of years ago, and it was truly one of the most intense and moving live experiences I've mm-hmm. ever had. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Sumac live, finally, and Mirka as well and swans again as well like seeing them a few years ago in la was also like this really physical visceral experience and i'm excited to check that out again yeah it's pretty insane that all those people and like way more on the same like old breaker i know it's insane yeah Um, for sure and then you well you worked with i think like steve von till on the blood moon project right with converge yeah yeah we got to do a song together how was that? It was wild. I mean, I had never met him before. Um, and we, uh, Ben and I went out to Salem because we were both working on the Blood Rain project and stayed there for a few days and all practiced with like Converge. But then when we all went over to Europe, we met with Steve at Roadburn. And um, so we practiced like the first, the, the song for the first time together, just like in a hotel room. Whoa. And, uh, so it was just acoustic and it was really cool to hear how our voices meshed together. Like it actually, they actually went together really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, since then we've talked about possibly doing something together, but I'm not sure when we'll have time for that. Cause we're both really busy with our new stuff, but mm-hmm. that'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. yeah. Yeah. We'll make it happen at some point. I hope um, I should probably keep, I probably should keep that on the down low. Sorry, Steve. But, yeah. <laughs> We're but, uh, keeping that in the podcast, yeah, by yeah, the way. That that's that's all good. Um, Maybe it'll like you know put a fire under under our asses to make it happen at some point. Yeah, you should that's for sure. True. And I feel yeah. like that, um, you know, it's I feel like it's important that you work with people like with bands like Neurosis and Converge and stuff like that because um, I feel like it. I mean, not to make you emblematic of women in heavy metal. I'm not putting that on you at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that there is, um, it can be kind of uh, a, boys, a club. boys club. And so I think it's cool when there's a lot of crossover between like uh, women in metal, like putting more like of a feminine energy into music that can be so associated with masculine energy. So mm-hmm. That's why I think. Yeah, that's that's true. I, it's like I, I I didn't even think about it like that when I was with all of them because, you know, they're all just kind of like, rad and it's, it wasn't like I was like the token woman or anything like that. Yeah. We were just like working together as musicians. Um, but I have to say also that it was like, I think it was really good for me because working with people that you really respect musically, you know, like Kurt guitar playing, it's like really intimidating. Um, but I think that's good to make yourself uncomfortable at times and like challenge yourself to work with musicians who are really good. And, you know, being around Steve Vontel is just endlessly inspiring. I got to see one of his solo shows as well. And, and, uh, yeah, I think just trying to make yourself work with, with people that, um, 
that you respect and admire is like it's always going to be a good thing in the end and you're going to like learn a lot about yourself and about music from them yeah totally i was thinking more like from almost like the audience perspective like the fan perspective not because i feel like a lot like i mean so many of the bands that we worked with it's like uh you know from musician to musician there's a level of respect there that's pretty common Mm -hmm. um but i think from like an audience perspective a lot of the time it can be pretty like you know dudes maybe watch you with the blood moon project who wouldn't otherwise go to one of your shows and so i think that's mm-hmm. just kind of cool that yeah i think some of the guys in converge were tripping after some of the sets that we did together because they're saying like it's the first time they've seen anyone cry at one of their shows you know right. that's like, rad. Was, i think there was like such a such a different mood the way that we interpreted uh their songs so yeah it was it was cool it was a different experience that's for awesome sure. yeah um and then kind of on the same tip, like we let, we really enjoyed you posting the pictures of you and your mom when you guys went to the Women's March. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to ask like why you felt like that was so important to share with your fam- fans. Um, well, I mean, first off, I'm pretty like socially awkward and hermity most of the time. So I really <laughs> like, I like forced myself to like go do that, you know, like go to, go to the city, go hang out and like be part of this because you know obviously it's a strange time for to be a woman or to be a minority or something because it really feels like this uh presidency is trying to take things backwards as everyone knows so it's like yeah it is the time to like stand up and and kind of like support other women and just support other you know just support everyone basically and just like say that you're standing in solidarity with anyone who might be getting fucked with or whatever so yeah, so that that's why I wanted to like share that and be a part of it. It's pretty rad. Yeah, that's awesome. We agree with you. Yeah, Sean's uh, daughter was there as well. Oh, rad. Yeah. yeah. I was a proud dad that day. I saw my oldest daughter there. Yeah. I was, I was pretty yeah, stoked. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just like I, I'm just trying to like musically or whatever. It's like I'm trying to put myself out there a little bit more and like overcome some of my awkwardness but in general I just yeah I do think it's like cool to show solidarity with other women and and in this industry as well it's like I think there's a tendency for music critics or certain people to like try to pit women artists against each other like Mm. there's there's this kind of like antiquated feeling sometimes that we're there's not enough room for all the women musicians you know it's like does that make sense at all? Yeah, totally. totally yeah, so I I've, I feel like especially um, I've yeah I feel like there's a lot of comparisons like another kind of like solo female female artist or like female kind of like spearheaded project they'll be like oh well she's kind of like Chelsea Wolf but blah 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 and it's like there's enough room for people to just be doing their own thing yeah, even I, in the same genre yeah. like. You know how many doom bands sound very similar to each other a yeah. lot but they're not necessarily gonna be constantly comparing you know the but, vocalists well or the... but it's also i think as writers a lot of journalists are lazy so it's like and yeah they like to just compare people because mm-hmm. they're lazy i mean personally i i try to always never compare people to present or past musicians because it's like i want the reader to listen to what we're putting towards 
out there on its own merit. You yeah, know what like I mean? Yeah, draw so, their own conclusions. Yeah, draw their own yeah. conclusions. So it's just like, I think some people are just lazy. But I do think, like, even in hip-hop and different genres, there's this thing that there's only room for one female at the top at a time. Like, there's mm-hmm. that story yeah, that's, that's played. that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I don't think is there in, like, you know, the male realm of music. <laughs> But, no, um, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> no, I just, but yeah, I mean, I think it's cool because I, th- I think that, you know, like at least all the like female artists in my life are just kind of like, fuck that. And we're all being really supportive of each other and, you know, helping each other out when we can and stuff like that. So it's it's been really cool to, to see and to like feel like I definitely have this like gang of women in the music industry who, you know, I support them and they support me and we have each other's backs. It's rap, you know, honestly, it's like when I listen to Oathbreaker or Chelsea Wolfe or mm-hmm. like King Woman, it's like I'm just listening to some of my favorite music. Like I don't say, oh, I want to listen to like a female fronted band. It's just like you yeah. you humans are creating some of the raddest music out. And so I just want to listen to it and let it touch my soul. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. For real. That's cool. That's cool to hear. And I, and I do feel like, you know, like the bands you mentioned, like we're definitely in, in some kind of like of a similar realm. But yeah, mm-hmm. obviously we each, we each have our own thing totally going on. So, but yeah, I love I love those. I love Caro and I love uh, Christina as well. They're pretty <laughs> They're rad. Do you yeah. have, what was it like when you first started getting on stage? Has it been something that you've had to overcome or was it something that just came natural to you performing live? Yeah, it's definitely been something I've had to overcome and, like, work up to. I mean, I've definitely told the story a few times of just, like, having intense stage fright or whatever you want to call it. When I first started out, like, just in my hometown playing shows, I I couldn't usually get past, like, three songs without just, you know, either wanting to run off the stage or actually running off the stage just because I was like, all right, that's enough. Um, So my first kind of, like, tactic to deal with it was wearing a veil which i i was was actually just kind of a, a costume choice at first i had looked through a book at a friend's house of victorian morning fashion and and things like that and uh just sort of dressed up like one of those ladies wore, you know wore a long black dress and a black veil over my face and i found that it actually helped me a lot with my stage fright and uh, i was able to get through that show and, and then i ended up wearing that veil for about two years or different versions of it and um but yeah when i put out my album apocalypsis it's like i wanted to move past that and start making eye contact with people and, and trying to actually really connect with the audience rather than just being apart you know away from it like there was this wall between us mm-hmm. you know kind of a childlike wall you know but it's like if you if i can't see you, you can't see me kind of thing but um yeah, that was kind of like a, a turning point for me when I wanted to step up and like become a better performer and a more connected performer. And I've just been working on it since then. That's right. That's cool that you you have the courage to do that and to, you know what I mean, to like step out of your comfort zone into a new place. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, at some point, like if you're trying to do this as a career, you have to you know, you realize how important the live show is. And it took me a lot of years, I guess, to understand that, um, that that's, you know, that is where you really start to like make connections with people. And the songs also start to get a new life to them, which is 
important to the creative process as well. Yeah, definitely. It's true. Definitely. Like, I feel like for me, um, we listen to so much music on a daily basis, but mm-hmm. the people who I've seen live, that's who I gravitate towards. Yeah, for sure. You know, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, just because I feel like that, it is a different connection. You hear the music mm-hmm. differently in a way. And also you've got this like physical experience. Yeah, it's like a totally new context once yeah. you've interacted with them in it's some true. way. Yeah, I've even started yeah. liking music that I didn't like before because I saw the That's band true. live. And I was like, I've literally never been able to put this music on. It's just, I don't know. Don't know why. It's just never fit into my day. And then I'll see them live and I'll be like, I love this. I can yeah, listen no, to no, it all, all the time. time. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I think sometimes too, when you hear someone's voice live and you're like, wow, they can actually really sing. It's not just like on the record or something. Yeah, you know, yeah that, it's true. That, like, I can't think of anyone specific, but I, I feel like that's made me listen to someone that I didn't listen to before just because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
Can we ask you about the the songs? We could, or could we ask her about marijuana? Do you feel comfortable <laughs> speaking about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, All right, cool. What do you, what do you want to know? Well, just how does marijuana facilitate <laughs> your creative? Sean works at a dispensary. There so you go. He likes talking about oh, it. Sweet. Do you like indica for the body high? Not oh, joking. God. Or more heady like experience with sativa? Not joking. But <laughs> sorry. How does uh, <laughs> marijuana? How does it, or if it does, facilitate your creative process? Um. Well, first of all, I like hybrids usually, but mm, um, good, answer. <laughs> good answer, good answer. What, what percentage? No, Stop it, Max. I usually like go in and ask like, um, what's good for not being anxious? Because uh, mm, good call. I know a lot. Of, like, I love sativas, but sometimes it's a little too much, and I'm just like overwhelmed. You so sound I like, like a some little, of my customers uh, right there. now, Chelsea. Um, what did you say? Sorry. You sound like some of my customers. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure a lot of people have the same issue with marijuana. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't rely on it for the creative process at all. That's cool. Um, because I don't smoke on tour, mainly because of my voice, but also because like it's just being in a different place every night is like disorienting enough, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of like the time where I do a lot of like processing and, and looking back at things that I've written and um, sometimes writing new things. But then yeah, like if I'm at home for a while or I'm working on a new record or something, that's the time when I'll use like mushrooms or weed as like just kind of an experimentation. I'll set up all my recording gear and uh, you know all my guitars and my pedals or whatever, and 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 just like take some mushrooms and have like a weird trip and record a bunch of shit, or I'll smoke some weed and do the same thing. Um, and yeah, because it can like totally pull new things out of you because you have this different totally different headspace and this different level of like openness towards yourself. Um, it can really like break down some walls for yeah. me, especially because I'm kind of, I can be kind of like an uptight, like nervous person. So it's like, it's nice to, to feel like I can let that go for a little bit and just be myself. Um, but yeah, I definitely use that alone. Like it's not something that I would do in a full band setting. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. know, that's more like, let's have some drinks and, loosen up but but yeah so that's kind of how i use it for writing and stuff like that cool i just had like a flash forward to the future when someone unearths like the mushroom tapes from Chelsea <laughs> <Wolf. laughs> yeah that would be awesome that would be, that would be sick yeah keep, uh, yeah. <laughs> keep those yeah <laughs> don't get rid of them put them in a uh, vault somewhere yeah, yeah exactly. i'm sure it's I'm sure there it's on go. some hard drive somewhere yeah so uh you picked five songs to represent like things that influenced your past. Like, what does Dolly Parton's "Jolene" and "Tricky" overcome? Like, how have they t those two songs in particularly, like in particular, impacted your life? Um, well, I mean, definitely in those two songs, like in different ways. Like, I chose Dolly Parton just to kind of represent old country because I, I grew up on a lot of old country. Um, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, you know, like yeah. the greats. And and then, you know, later in life, I was influenced more by like Towns Van Zandt, uh, who was introduced to me by a, a friend in, in my 20s. So it's like, that's why I put that one in like the future section and Dolly Parton in the past section. Cause mm. um, yeah. And then Tricky, Tricky was just like, 
I don't know, that album was like um, one of the first albums that I bought like on my own because I wasn't really in my teen years, I wasn't really introduced to like a bunch of good music, but I happened to like, you know, fall upon Tricky and like was just really into it. And I think trip hop in general kind of has always inspired me and especially when I was younger. Can I can I just ask you a quick question? Sorry. Are you mm-hmm. a Portishead fan? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Sorry. I love <laughs> yeah. Portishead. So I love I love trip hop. So but we could that's a trip hop tangent that I don't want to go down, but <laughs> I I'm a yeah. huge, huge, huge well, uh, trip hop. Yeah, fan. you were like you like lived in the era of Britain during all mm. that. Yeah, so. I drunk martinis back then. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> Cosmopolitan. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm joking. <laughs> and that okay rolls. and ozzy osbourne's crazy, crazy train, train is in the future yeah and like it's kind of a weird explanation i guess but like i just wish i could like write a song that classic so mm. it's <laughs> yeah it's like maybe on my uh my list of like things i want to do before i die or at least try to do is like write a song that's like a classic song <laughs> it's probably never gonna happen because my songs are all kind of like weird and about weird things but i don't know like when i first heard crazy train i was at the hard rock um or when i first like heard her obviously i'd heard it before but like i was sitting at a bar at like the hard rock hotel in vegas um and that song came on and i was just it just like hit me like what a fucking classic rad song that was so, mm-hmm. it's true i don't know it's, <laughs> it's, it's true a, it's true it's kind of a weird story what made you other- pick go ahead I was going to say the other uh, few on that list. I don't know if I picked five. Again, I'm not very good with numbers. So I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you picked four uh, for the future and five, five for, for the, the past. past. Oh, okay. Whoops. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I was just looking at the list like, shit, that's only four. Um, well, hopefully that's enough. But yeah, like uh, Civil Bayer, Towns Van Zandt, like they, you know, Leonard Cohen, it's like, older i guess these are all older artists it's like yeah i'm just thinking about making making records when the when i'm older and um it would be cool to get to that point like leonard cohen being able to make that really great album right before he passed recently and like yeah that's that the whole concept is is really intense and beautiful in the album and uh, i love that song you want it darker can i ask you something in closing sure have you given any thought to why you're able, the music you create is able to um, expand out of genres. And what I mean by that, you have metalheads. Like you go to one of your shows, well I go, if I'm, I'm a fan and I've been to your shows and it's like, I see metalheads, like fashionistas, like- Goth girls. Goth girls, sleaze bags, um, <laughs> skaters. Stoners. Stoners. <laughs> just all sorts of people there that your music like brings all these different people together that you would never think would be in one place. Why do you think Man, that is? Or that that's a tough one, yeah. Like I mean I don't really know how to answer that, but it's like I can think about my own musical tastes and that I like a lot of different music. Like I'm not the kind of person that where if you'd ask me like, what kind of music do you like? And I wouldn't have anything that's like not on the list. Like, you know how you ask yeah. someone like if they like, you know, they like, and they're like anything but country or anything but mm-hmm. rap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I like music from pretty much every genre and every area of the world. It's like, there's just so much good music out there and I can appreciate 
some of all of it. So it's like I put that into my own music probably. And then, you know, maybe people can kind of hear that and hear things that they like in different genres of music in mine or something. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it makes that sense. makes total sense. Makes total yeah. sense. And it's funny because, I mean, if you look at like, probably the vast majority of what we post on Cult Nation is like, I think our two top categories are like doom and black metal. Yeah. And, but anything we post with Chelsea Wolf, it's like gold. Like it's people true. are just like, ah, Chelsea Wolf, they love you. <laughs> it's true. And so oh, it's funny because it's like literally people come to our site for doom. They come to our site for black metal, but you know, you, you cross over all of that. It's true. And all, I mean, post-punk and everything. Like, yeah, it's there's something about your music that does clearly resonate across all these audiences. So it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I mean, I never, I never wanted to be a, a band that just made like one kind of music. It's like that's kind of why I kept it as Chelsea Wolf, you know, which started as a solo project and has become, in a way, like different. Band, not different bands, but different incarnations of this band over the years. I've played with, you know, string players. Uh, you know, I did a tour with Ezra Bukla on viola instead of lead guitar. I've done, um, you know, different lineups, uh, things like that, from five to four to three. So it's like, I just wanted to be able to explore different sounds and try different things. So that's why I've just kind of like kept it as essentially or inherently my project, even though it's become so much greater than that and included so many rad people over the years. That's rad. Mm-hmm. We want to say thank you, Chelsea. That's cool, right? Yeah. It's, it's good to talk to you guys again, and I hope you're doing well. We are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're. We'll next time you're in Vancouver, we'll see you. We'll try yes, to, like, hopefully, please. if you have time, you can come over to the crib because I know I've told you this, but it's like, when you see our little girls move their bodies to your music innately, it <laughs> oh, will yeah, trip like you out. Oh yeah, like our three-year-old does crazy interpretive dancing as soon as we put you on. Yeah, that is the best thing I've ever heard. So thank you for that. And she's so serious <laughs> yes, about it so too. So serious. Like That's it looks so funny cool. because she's three and small, but like yeah, she's in a zone. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That so rules. Your music's touching the world, Chelsea, and thank you for taking thank the time you. with us to speak yeah, with sure. us thanks for having me thanks for having me um all right cool well yeah let's meet up in vancouver and let's I meet up to, all right look forward then. to uh the day your new record comes out thank you talk <laughs> to you soon peace all right talk to you later bye, bye. of auburn hair with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green Your smile is like a breath of spring Your voice is soft like summer rain and I cannot compete with you Jolene He talks about you in his sleep and there's nothing I can do to keep from crying 
when he called your name Jolene And I can easily understand how you could easily take my man But you don't know what he means to me Jolene Decide to do Jolene
Гони привередливые. Вдоль обрыва, понад пропастью, по самому, по краю. Я коней своих нагайкою стигаю, погоняю. Что-то воздуху мне мало, ветер пью, туман глотаю, чую с гибельным восторгом, пропадаю, пропадаю, чуть помедленнее кони, чуть помедленнее вытугую. Не слушайте плеть, Но что-то кони мне попались, Привередливые и дожить Не успел мне допеть, Не успеть, и я коней напою, Куплет допою Хоть мгновенье еще Постою На краю Мы успели Почти к Богу Не бывает Опозданий так что ж там ангелы поют Такими злыми голосами Или это колокольчик Весь зашелся от рыданий Или я кричу коням Чтоб не несли так быстро за ней Чуть помедленнее кони Чуть помедленнее Умоляю вас Скач Не лететь Но что-то кони Мне попались Привередливые Когда жить Не успел Так хотя бы Допеть И я Коней напою, я куплет напою, хоть мгновенье еще подстаю на краю.
Every time I shed tears In the last past years When I pass through the hills Oh, what images return Of all my strong and strange moods, I lost something in the hills. I lost something in the hills. I grew up in declivities. Others grow up in cities. Where first love and soul takes rise There were times in my life When I felt mad and depraved And only the slopes gave me hope When I pass through the leg high grass I shall die the jessamine I shall die in the elder tree I need not try to prepare for a new coming day where is it that fills the deepness I feel you will say I'm not rubbing the hood but how could I To food that I lost something in the hills. I lost something in the hills. So I lost something. Take care of me 
headed down to Tennessee Oh, it's easier than just to wait around to die Well, I came of age and I found a girl in a Tuscaloosa bar Oh, she cleaned me out and hit it on the slide I tried to hide the pain I bought some wine and hopped a train Well, it's easier than just to wait around to die Well, a friend said he knew where some easy money was We robbed a man and brother did we fly Posse caught up with me and drug me back to Muskogee Two long years of waiting around to die Well, now I'm out of prison, I got me a friend at last Well, he don't drink or steal or cheat or lie Well, his name's Codeine, he's the nicest thing I've seen Yeah, together we're gonna wait around and die Yeah, together we're gonna wait around Lord. 
holy name Vilified, crucified in the human frame A million candles burning for the love that never came You want it darker We kill the flame If you are the dealer, let me out of the game If you are the healer, I'm broken and lame If thine is the glory, mine must be the shame You want it darker She really is. She's like one of those quiet people who has a lot going on under the surface. That's you know? it. You're right. Yeah, totally exactly. right. Totally right. I mean, you can tell that in her music. That's though, true. And just like, I don't know, to be able to like spend some quality time with her was really cool and talk about like everything from politics to marijuana to, you know, growing up to just everything. It was just, it was really cool. And you know, for all those that are making it to Psycho Las Vegas this month. Is that the festival? That's the festival. <laughs> for all those, you got to make sure that you check out Chelsea Wolf's set. Yeah, she's she's playing on the 18th of August. So that's the, what, is that the first day of the fest? I think so. Or is it sure. the 17th? I think it's the second day of the fest. Okay. Don't well, anyway, me. first or second day. Um... And Hold yeah, on. she's amazing live. Back up. What? Big shout out to uh, Psycho Las Vegas and all the other bands that are going to be performing there too. From Oathbreaker to Young and in the Way to Cough to Chelsea Wolf, Murder City Devils, Dan Gallucci, Spencer, oh, like, we love you. There's just too many to I know, name. I was going to say, how many of the 500 bands that are playing that you really want to see can you name? A lot. Uh, I'm not going to quiz you on it right Okay, now. but Tope. Yo, big shout out to Tope. Yeah, thanks for the vinyl. It's the kind of vinyl And I the like little bong smoke. drawing that you saw. Yeah, that was dope. Cool. Um, our kids were like, this is a cool picture. What's that? And I felt like a good parent that they didn't recognize a bong. That's true. <laughs> anyway, 
If it you was take a picture, marijuana of, like, pills. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh. Anyway. All um, right. So, a few more things we wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. So, her next show is the 18th of August, Psycho Las Vegas. After that, on the 20th of September, she starts a North American tour. Yes! And she's touring with Youth Code, who yes. will hopefully make it up to Vancouver for, for sure. Halloween night. Yes. Which is Hold pretty on. fucking awesome. I just want to give a maximum shout out to Youth Code because Youth Code believed in us when, yo, yeah, a lot of people didn't. They've been down from day one. Actually got to back it up. Big up to Crash the Clubs, Ryan, for saying, yo... Your second anniversary party, you need youth code on the bill, and they totally killed it. And like, yo, Ryan, Sa Sarah, got, yeah, they're Sarah, rad people. They're rad people. Yeah. They kill it. Nothing but love. We to miss you, you guys. We do man. miss you. We so do come miss to you. Vancouver, come please. to Vancouver. All right, back to Chelsea, and then she comes here. What for Halloween? Yeah, so Halloween night, mm -hmm. she's gonna be here, and of course, because she's in Canada on Halloween, everyone's gonna be dressed up, like everyone. We are. We all dress up in Canada. Everyone time, dresses up time, for like four days straight. So That's true. it's a pretty big deal. Anyway, then uh, one last shout out we want to give is for the inaugural Out for a Riff Fest, mm -hmm. Volume 1. Mm -hmm. That's happening in Vancouver on August 26th, mm -hmm. and that's being put on by Art Signified, who are like local heroes of putting mm -hmm. on amazing fucking shows. For sure. Um, so yeah, that's a... Who's on the bill, though? You didn't tell me oh, who's yeah. on the bill? Oh, yeah. Headlining is Weed Eater. Yep. Fucking rad. Yep. Then we've also got He Whose Ox is Gourd, which I wanted to see for a while. Yeah, you got she, to hang out yeah, with the last time she's here. really cool. Lisa, yeah, big so, shout out. Yeah, stoked to see those guys. And then Local Heroes, Black Wizard. Yes! So, amongst, like, many other bands. Hold on, hold on. Back it up. Excited for that. What? The best... Number one dispensary in Vancouver, at least I think so, is sponsoring. What's the name? Eden. My Eden, yes, Eden are the official sponsors of this well, year. Wait a second, so it's called well, Nation. That's true. Yeah, should we're the, like, yeah. Oh yeah, and we're too. sponsoring it as yeah, well. Anyway, so it's basically like us, a bunch of rad bands, Black Rider tattoos, and weed, and Black Rider. And Jack the poster's Lopes. done by uh, Allison Lilly. Big shout out. Yeah, we got food from Jackalope's and yep. What's Up Dog. And Lee. Yep, it's yep. like, if you live in Vancouver, you have to be there. Yeah. Or We're just saying, live, like, people don't even drive. Why distance. are they saying all, they don't even, they can't relate. Well, if you come to Vancouver, then you can relate to all the names we just said. Yeah, and honestly, if you're going to come to Vancouver, if you've ever thought about coming to come Vancouver, to you need to come right now. It's true. Because, okay, right now... It's hazy as fuck and it's hot because of a million forest fires that are basically like burning the entire country down. Okay. But next it's week really it'll beautiful. be great. And anyway. you can come to the nude beach. Anyway. We'll meet you there. We will. Yeah, for sure. If you email us, we will meet you at the nude beach. It's called Wreck Beach. If any of you email us okay, but, and okay, say, but you know oh, what? send a picture. No, <laughs> Just kidding. it's clothing is optional. Okay, so if you don't no, feel comfortable... Just get no, into a No, if you nude. email us and say, meet me at the nude beach, you have to Next be summer, we'll, we'll be there. No, or if you're summer. local. Okay. I'm talking like next week. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys. Big shout out to Ben, who's a part of Chelsea's band. 
and Chelsea, everyone at Sargent's house for always supporting us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And the album is sick. It Cop is. it when it comes out in September. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can you pre-order it? Yeah, yeah you, you can, can. buy it now. now. I mean, that shit's going to sell out fast. For sure. So, yeah, do that. Um, anyway, thanks for listening again. Sorry for the long rambling outro. <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, take care, everybody. Until next month. Thanks cult for cast. listening to the cult cast. All right. Bye. Bye, Sean. Bye, Megan. He has given